All right, welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Before we jump into things, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us wherever you get your fix. And of course, check us out at libertyballers.com. The Sixers hold the number 23 pick in next week's NBA draft. Joining me to talk about a specific prospect might be around at number 23, might not, but has a ton of potential. Uh, joining me to talk about Tari Eason from LSU is Tigers assistant coach Tasman Mitchell. Now, Taz, before we jump into things, I have to ask you, you were a great collegiate player. You had a you had a very good high school career as well, growing up in the Louisiana state, uh, went to LSU as well. When you look back at, at this time and you helped your team make it to uh, the final four, that's right, back in the back in what was that, the 2006, I believe, tournament. It was yes, sir. You, you look at uh, you look at how the game has changed overall since you were playing to now. What do you find the biggest differences in just t- simply the structure and the system compared to what it was like 15 years ago? Oh, man, uh, everything is basically the same. I would say everything's basically the same, but the only thing that's different is social media. You know, social media has changed the game, the, the name of the game. Uh, that's the only thing I'll say that's different is the social media, man. It, 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 social media kind of kind of kind of runs some of these kids' life. You know what I'm saying? It's like they they worry about that blue check, they worry about getting there, getting a the real check. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so <laughs> I I think from my from my time from 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 my time and 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 this time, I think more kids are just you know we we were so keen on working hard silent you know what i'm saying and letting our play do the talking now it's okay we got to get the video out we got to get a highlight tape out you know what i'm saying so basically media has taken over the realm of the game from from when i played and you know we didn't have the instagrams we didn't have the um the, you know i mean we had facebook but it wasn't as you know let's record it and put it on facebook you know what i'm saying so so i think that's the difference of the game i think that's the difference that, that, that changed you know yeah, there must be. And I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, it's become central even to the media industry where 10, 12 years ago, didn't really have to post too much. Now, everything that you do. And don't forget, Taz, this 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 will also be up on, on social media, too, because it's a part of the gig. Um, uh, no problem. I had to evolve with it. So I'm OK. I, I like social media. I like the avenue. I like the avenue that it, that, that, uh, that it brings to a lot of these kids, man, because it get, it get kids seen, you know, whether or not you're you're. You're in a small town or somewhere, you know. Highlight tape for you, man. Now you big, you know. So, 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 so. I, I, I love what social media is doing for the, uh, for the platform now. Yeah, and it, and like you mentioned, I mean, you're getting direct access, and and it's as for your job now as an assistant coach with the Tigers, you you took on that role in 2019, as you mentioned, you've been with the program uh, for about six years now. Wanted to jump into a prospect who is going to be available, likely going to be a first round pick. Uh, Tari Eason. He ended up coming over to LSU for the 2021-22 year, which is his sophomore year uh, after spending a year with the Cincinnati Bearcats. When he came over to the team and, and, and decided to transfer, what was one aspect of his game you wanted to see him take a leap going into his second year as a college player? Oh man, just his uh, just his overall uh, IQ of the game, man. Like I said, he's always he always had the tools and um and the uh, athleticism, you know, is is just the win and the when to take advantage advantage of opportunities and a system. You know, he he needed a system in order to exp, uh, to 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 exploit his talents, and uh, that's what Coach Will Wade gave him. You know, Coach Will Wade gave him the time to exploit his talents, and and he just took off from there. 
yeah, looking at his, his season with the Tigers, he averaged just under 17 points at 16.9. Uh, good rebounder, too, averaged more than six and a half rebounds. When you look at his game, he comes in at, a, at about 6'7 um, in terms of height, but very good defender, very good in the open court. When you look at him being able to get to the foul line, averaged more than five and a half attempts per game uh, coming off the bench. He was first team all SEC, also the SEC six man of the year. When you look at his game overall, how do you see it transitioning to the pro level in the NBA? Um, man, uh, that's another thing. That's another thing about the game of basketball, especially the NBA game that has evolved. Uh, right now they're looking for just ballers, you know what I'm saying? No matter whether you're a good defensive player, whether you're a good uh, offensive player, whether you're undersized four man or undersized five man, they don't care. They just want to put you out there on the floor. And me personally, I think he's much, I think he's so like a, a, a junkyard dog, man. Uh, he's around the basket. Uh, he's in the, he's in the, he's in the passing lanes to get steals. Uh, he, he'll kill you going to the goal. He's strong. Uh, he, he, he can finish the ball great. He can shoot the three ball. He can shoot the three ball at a high clip, you know, um, you know, set shot, you know what I'm saying? Pick and pop guy. You know, you can play him at three to guard the three. You know, he's just a junkyard dog. I think he's just an overall basketball talent. You know, you could throw him on the floor. And like I say, with us, he came off the bench and was the best player on the team, <laughs> you know. So, you know, more the, 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 the most efficient player on the team. So that just speaks volume on what kind of what kind of kid he is. He just wants to win. He's a winner, you know. And so he was just so me. He's just a junkyard dog, man. Yeah, when and you mentioned that too. And there there's a lot of potential there to be a plug and play guy. He can come in even if he's drafted in the teens or or the twenties. He's a guy who can come in and be ready to go. Just given his athleticism, looks like he can guard positions one through four at this point. But when you look at his offensive game, you mentioned his three-point shooting. His release is a bit different, not not overly smooth or, or, or anything like that, but he's efficient, like you mentioned, hitting more than 35% of his three-point right. attempts. When you look at his offensive game, what do you think he has to do to round it out in order to not just be an NBA player, but a successful NBA player? Man, I, you know, me personally, man, let me tell you something. Um, I think he, you know, I think he could improve on his shooting. Me personally, I think he should do what it what it take to get him what, what, it, what it take it took to get him in this position that he's in now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think he need to change too much of his game because everybody in the NBA have deficiencies. <laughs> you know, so you know, I mean, so so with him, I would say he, you know, he's not a kid that would love to go left, but throughout the season, he was working on that. You know what I'm saying? He's he worked on that. He worked on that. He's one of the hardest working kids that we had this year. And uh, he worked on that, you know, and he got better at that. But if you weren't forcing him left, he's not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to take, you're not going to be able to to stop him. But I think he just will work on, work on his overall game. You know what I mean? What do what it take and just do what you did to get there, but do it at a higher clip, you know, do what it, you know, now, you know, with your game right now, you know, I mean, you, 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 you project the top in the first round, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think he should change anything. All I think, all I think he needs to do is get better what got him to this position and, and you mentioned what he's really good at too and, and he's amazing in the open court transition buckets he's able to get out there and get it when you look at his athleticism and and that level of play like is he ready to to play against full-grown men at the nba level compared to the college game where again you're playing in college it's still a very high level but what less than one percent of those guys go on to play in the nba yeah uh again like i say this whole uh it, it will be adjustment but at the end of the day, he's a player. He's a baller. He will figure it out. 
he's going to figure it out. And I think his adjustment is going to be great, terrific. You know, I think he's just going. I think he's just going to blow it out the park. So we're talking about. I mean, I cover the Sixers mainly as as uh, in my role, and 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 obviously had a disappointing season for them losing in in the second round to Miami, although. Again, the Joel Embiid thing, being hurt, uh, that obviously had an impact on them because people forget this. It was 2-2 when Joel was healthy and they lost those first two without him in blowouts in Miami. But man, they obviously... Hey, I love, I love Joel Embiid, man. He's one of my favorite centers in the NBA right now. I believe he's a... I believe he's one when it's all said and done, he will be a top 75 player. Oh, absolutely. And he looks like he's ready oh, to to be in oh the Hall, Hall of Fame eventually. And, the, and... Mo- the, most skilled, the most skilled big man I have ever seen. Well, the most skilled big man I have ever seen. I love his game. I love he can hit you with a hook shot. He can step back. He can hit you with a drop step. He can hit you with a free ball. He can dribble the ball. He can pass the ball. I I I just love him. I I, I love Joel Embiid. I'm a big fan of his. Well, he's a and he is he is the man in terms of Philly sports right now. Everybody everybody loves him. And and you look at the as fact that they should. have him. Oh, as he should. should. Yeah. I mean, you look at his game and, yes. and guys like Anthony Do- Davis, Nikola Jokic. I mean, that the big man position is a whole lot different than it was back when I used to watch and I used to play college ball myself. So I come from the Greg Ostertag, uh, those kind of ilk where he had seven foot plugs sitting on the <laughs> sitting on the block. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, yeah, the, looking the at uh, oh, the Luke Longies. Yeah. I mean, that was the way the game was played. And so these young yeah, guys no don't, don't remember what it was like in the 90s where if you were seven foot one, you didn't have to have more than a 12 inch vertical, but they'll put you on the block and you can get an NBA contract at that point. Um, That's it. Looking, looking at, uh, at, at Tari's fit potentially with the Sixers. And again, they're at number 23. We're anticipating they could make a move, whether they ship the, the pick off or they um, decide to move up a little bit to, to get a prospect that they like. And Tari Eason could be around there at number 23. Again, has the potential to go a lot earlier, but we'll see what happens with, with the draft next Thursday. When you look at his potential fit with a team like the Sixers, who sorely need athleticism, they need some, like you mentioned, some dogs to come in and just play. He, he can come in and be a 3 and D guy right away while he works on his offensive game. How do you see his potential fit with Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harrison, and the rest of the Sixers? Man, I think me personally, man, like I say, he came off the bench for us. I think, you know, and he gave us the spark of energy that we needed. I think that's another thing that can help y'all as well because y'all really didn't have no spark off the bench that can help you guys. You know what I'm saying? I think he could come back. I think he could come and give Tobias Harris a good a, a good um a good sub. You know what I'm saying? You won't really lack of you won't really lack of I'm not saying Tobias Harris is, is an elite player. He has proven that. But I think as far as Tari Eason can come and give him some good minutes backup, you know, or, you know, whatever, when he's hurt, give him a time, give him a chance to, to, to plug in, you know what I'm saying? I think he, you know, like Tobias Harris hit the wide open three, you know, um, you know, hit the wide open three, rebound the ball and um, just be a defender. And that's what Tobias Harris is. You know, I'm not saying he can, I'm not saying he's, 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 he's skilled like Tobias Harris because Tobias Harris is skilled, you know what I'm saying? But, I think Tar Eason goes hard, and I think he plays harder than Tobias Harris. And and you mentioned that uh, Taz too. Looking at at Tari's, some of the weaknesses in his game, he get tends to get in a little bit of foul trouble. I mean, that is a common thing you see with young players coming in where they're playing defense with their hands and not their feet. Uh, and you also look at the way yep. um, you know he makes he has some turnover issues as well. But when you look at what he needs to work on mainly like what is the number one weakness in his game in order for him to to reach that level of potential that he has um what he needs to work on me personally uh is some 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 minor man just uh always stay engaged in the play 
you know, stay engaged in the play. Don't fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? Remember to check your man out and, you know, check your man out. You know, you don't give up an offensive rebound, you know, uh, making the right play. If you can't score the ball, what's the right pass? You know, I mean, that's it's things that even veterans can get better at, you know, with him. You know, of course, of course, you know, um, on a scout report, you know, teams used to like to send him left because he never liked to go left, you know. So they started doing that. And I just think he just need to be more confident, which is going to the left. And that's that's like I said, he, he as much as he's in the gym, as much as it, he works on that, it won't take him long to just get more confident in that in that in that part of his game. Taz, you're looking at at the way he improved throughout the season. You look at the last 11 games of the of the schedule. He averaged roughly 20 points a game. There uh, was near double digit rebounds in a whole bunch of those as well. Why was he able to get so much better towards the end of the season? And and where do you think his game started rounding out there over the last 10 or so games? Well, I also think that he was able to do that because he was healthy at the end of the season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was. Uh, our team hit a uh, hit a major uh, blow. We started off real well. We had a major blow when when injuries started being uh, started started started. You know, we started being involved with, with injuries. Um, but I think um, I think he just got better because he wanted to win. He's a winner. The kid is a winner. He's gonna give you 110 percent every time he's on the floor. That's what I love about him. You know, he's a winner. Like sometime in the game, if he made a if he made a, a bad decision, if he made a, if he made a bad decision, man. And he turned the ball over and the game was crunch time. And he used to come to he used to come to me and lean on my shoulder. Coach, coach, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, coach. I'm sorry. I'm like, hey man, you ain't gotta be sorry, man. You're a basketball player. That's a basketball play. Might not have been the right play at the time, but it's a basketball play. I was a basketball player. I couldn't get down. I told him, I always used to tell him, I said, hey man, you have time to make it up. You will have time to make it up. You know, you will. And and that's what he is, man. He's such an emotional winner. You know, he wants to win. Not any, not a bad emotion. He's just an emotional winner. Like, I want to win so bad. I'm sorry if it's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. Like, the games where he didn't play up the part that he wanted to, he's going to talk to him and say, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, but that's just, that's just him as a kid and a competitor, you know, and wanted to help his team out. You look at you look at his NBA potential, and you, you mentioned. I mean, you, you've been around the game for so long, and and as I said, played played at a very high level yourself. When you look at a, a potential NBA comparison for him, which players come to mind for for Tari that are currently in the league? Oh, man, I, I I really don't know, but I feel like he could be the same kind of player. And I'm not saying I'm, I I feel like he could be better than like Scotty Barnes or something like that. You know, like a like a guy like that that really can't shoot the ball well, can't shoot the ball sometimes, streaky. You know, long athletic defender, can rebound the ball, give you some wild plays. Um, I, I, and I'm not good at that, man. I don't too much like comparing these players to, to, to a certain guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't like that because I believe it. I believe, you know, everybody has their own game. You know what I'm saying? Kobe was the only one that kind of emulated Jordan. You know what I'm saying? That will never happen again. You know what I'm saying? That will never, ever, ever happen again. Kobe is the closest thing to Jordan. And, you know, but, you know, when people say, oh, he's like a KD, uh, he's like this. I can't really tell you who he's like. I believe me personally, I think he's like Tar Eason. You know, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a Tar Eason. I can't really compare him to nobody, you know. Coach, I wanted to wrap up with you on this and looking at yourself, like I mentioned, you've been with the LSU program for, for a while now and an assistant coach since, since 2019. 
Is there anything you do differently leading up to the draft? Do coaches reach out to you, scouts, general managers? What's the lead up to the draft like for yourself? And, and as you mentioned, Coach Will Wade with uh, NBA teams wanting to do their homework on 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 prospects leading up to the draft. Oh uh, man, what I do, I just try to give them my honest opinion and my honest assessment on the kid. You know, um, you know, because that's, that, that, at the end of the day, that's my name. You know what I'm saying? So you know, what Coach you told me is, I just want to always give facts. You know, I always want to get facts. That's the main thing. I want to get facts. So, you know, I, and, and I want to be reliable. You know, so I want to be reliable, you know, because I want to also help these guys out too as well because it looks good on us if we get guys in the pros, especially guys that you coached. You know what I'm saying? Guys that you had a privilege of sitting on the bench with. So I, so what I do, man, I just try to give my honest assessment and 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 while, while also giving them the positive aspect of it, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So that, that, that's what I that's what I'm always going. I'm always going to give my guys the best opportunity. Well, it, you know, it, it's funny you're, you're saying you're saying you want to give facts and be reliable. Sounds like you should have been a journalist too. There, Taz, that would have been a that would have been a good move for you. <laughs> nah, man, nah, man, nah, nah. I leave I leave that to you guys. Man. I leave that to you guys, man. I never I never try to step into y'all realm of y'all work, man. Y'all do great things, man. So, you know, so so that, that that's basically what I try to do, man. I just try to give facts and be reliable. That's well, it, man. That's that's all I can be. Coach, I, I appreciate you taking the time out to do this and giving your assessment on, on Tari Eason. I'm hoping he might fall down to the Sixers at number 23. I think he'd be a great fit for what they're trying to do. Oh, so yes, I want to say thank you for, for taking the time out to join me to do this. Man, it's no problem. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, we'll have you back on. We'll talk some NBA too and, and just talk the game as well. I always appreciate hearing hearing candid responses like this. So I, I think we'd have a, we'd have definitely have a good podcast doing it outside of the uh, prospect realm. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. All right, that's Coach Tasman Mitchell with the LSU Tigers. We're going to look forward to seeing what happens with Tari Eason. We're going to have you covered at Liberty Ballers. Don't forget, subscribe to our podcast network. Always appreciate a five-star review if you're inclined to give us one. And don't forget to keep us here on your dial and check us out at libertyballers.com.